0: You're listening to Bridging Worlds Through Words, a podcast which takes a look at writing and its intersections. Join migrant and Singaporean writers as they search for common ground through literature.
1: Hello, listeners, whoever are listening to us all over the globe. This is Mazharul Abedin speaking with you on the very first episode of Demystifying Mental Health. So, we have a few of our writers who got research and with me on a very nice conversation today. Before we start the conversation, I would like to introduce you guys with our three special guests. And they are...
2: Hi, everyone. Good afternoon or good morning, wherever you are right now. My name is Ann Tabigne. I'm from the Philippines and a foreign domestic worker for 10 years here in Singapore and one of the active volunteer of Migrant Writers of Singapore.
1: And with Julie, we have...
2: Hi, my name is Nurjana. I go by Jana.
3: I graduated from Nanyang Technological University School of Art, Design and Media and currently I am a freelance illustrator.
4: Last but not the least, we also have with us... Hi everyone, my name is Wayne Ray. Uh, I am the co-creator of the Comic Worlds Apart, a conversation about mental health with our dear friend here, Jana. Uh, I'm also the co-creator of Work-Life Balance, a prose comics mashup with Benjamin Chee. I'm also, on top of that, um, the co-creator of the award-winning podcast Ghost Maps uh, with my friend Carl Ong. And on top of everything else, I've also co-created a text-based game called Internal Damnation, also with Benjamin Chi.
1: Thank you very much, all you three. So, we are going to start our first episode, Demystifying Mental Health. We have a few things in common with all of us. How can we use literature and the arts as tools of healing? what role can storytelling play in dispelling taboos about mental health and building resilience the, in the face of hardship so with our these three special guests mr wainry mr nujana sunghaimi and julie and having a chat with me masaru labidin about how literature converge with the many effects of mental health on the very beginning we are going to discuss with miss julie Julie, we have a very, very few common things to discuss with you. First of all, as a domestic helper, that is very much sure that you go through a lot of mental stress in your daily life. Can you tell us how you face them and how writing can help with it?
2: Being an individual who decided to work abroad is already aware of the work environment I'm going to facing because it was my first time to be away from my family, so I don't expect anything at all. I just wanted to earn money. Yet, in everyday life, we can't avoid that there are times we feel like being drained, especially when loved ones back in the Philippines are going through difficult times, and you are the only one who can they lean on. This is what I want to highlight that not all domestic workers is as happy as you can see on their social medias. Most of the times, they are wearing a mask to cover up the pain and loneliness they are experiencing every day. And for me to help myself release all these emotions, I have a journal and write down everything that makes me sad, worry, or makes me happy. And sometimes I also write a love letter for myself. I'm telling into that letter that it's okay. Everything will pass. Just be patient and compose yourself. But all of a sudden, when you are writing things that hurting you, your tears will fall slowly. Thank you.
1: Well, that is something new. A love letter to myself. Everything is okay. Well, Julie, you are also a mother of child who stays far away from you. Definitely, that is one of the most critical mental issues with mom-child relationship when it becomes long-distance. Can you tell us about how writing can help motivate yourself and motivate others experiencing mentally health stress?
2: My son is just nine months when I work abroad. I have a fear that he might not recognize me one day because he was too young. First nine years was very crucial to me. He doesn't want to talk to me and sometimes decline me. I feel hurt, of course, but I can't do anything. This is my choice to hopefully we can change our future. I endured a lot, but I don't force him nor scolded him when he is being quiet in other line while doing a phone call. It's very seldom to FaceTime me on those days, but I've been very, very patient to him until last year. 2022 December was one of the most blessed holiday I have ever. We create memories. We went many different places. I book a hotel with him and my youngest sibling, and we explore Bigan City. I let him eat whatever he wants, let him enjoy the night of lights. And yeah, that was fun. And now we have this kind of mother and son relationship that we are open to each other. I have a poem for him titled, My Sweet Little Pumpkin that I pour out all my emotions inside, being the most happiest woman when he arrives and being so sorry that I am here abroad working away from him.
1: Dear listeners, that was Miss Julie. We are coming back to our other two special guests, Mr. Wayne and Nurjana. So we have some common questions for you. Please tell us some short brief about the comics you created that we know, World Apart. And please tell us more about the characters' journey with mental health and your journey as the creators.
4: It actually began, I was working with our publisher Difference Engine on another book at the time. And uh, Difference Engine actually has this this imprint called DE Shorts. And each issue of DE Shorts will deal with um, topics that are difficult to talk about or rarely spoken about in in society um, the first issue was about periods um, i think ours was the second issue so um, they wanted to do something about mental health our publisher at difference engine approached me um, and when they approached me my immediate answer was yes uh, i think it, it i said yes without even knowing the full details of the project Um, over time we kind of refined it down, and um, we we figured like you know there were so many there were so many ways, uh, we could talk about mental health, and we decided okay you know what the simplest approach is let's start from the beginning, the fact is that not enough people even talk about mental health, um I always think of uh something that happened with me when um you know uh I I was I was having lunch with a friend. Uh, and I haven't, I haven't like th- me and this friend. We went to school together, and you know, um, we hadn't seen each other for like a couple of months, so we we're catching up. And I can't remember why, but the friend brought up depression, and um, <laughs> he he didn't mean this in a in a malicious way or anything like that. But he asked, like you know, oh this depression thing. Um, when we were kids, this didn't exist, right? And. My first instinct was like, "Oh, that's so ignorant!" But then I realized that that's unfair of me to say because not everybody is going to have um, friends or people around them who are open enough to talk about their mental health, to open enough to talk about what they're they're living with, what they manage with, what they go through. Um, so that's when we decided that okay, so the the comic was going to be about just the com just normalizing the conversation about mental health. And I kind of took that lunch with my friend as sort of the, the route to take. So, Worlds Apart, most of Worlds Apart is told from the perspective of uh, this main character called Carissa, and she's catching up with her friend. Um, the twist here is that the friend that she's catching up with is whoever is reading the comic. So, Carissa is always talking to the reader. Um, and what Carissa does is she uses these genres that you see that are quite common in comics, so superheroes and sci-fi and fantasy. And she uses those to kind of, as metaphors to talk about mental health. And this is where Jana comes in because like Difference Engine was like, okay, um, we want you to work with an artist and we've got a few artists that we're considering. Um, who is the artist that, that you want to work with? And I looked at all the portfolios and all the portfolios were of these very, very talented artists. Um, but this is where Jana came in because Jana stood out for me because Jana wasn't just a great artist, Jana was a great storyteller. And I'm going to keep quiet now and let Jana talk now.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. Thank you for uh, explaining a little bit of uh, Worlds Apart. So, uh, to summarize the story of the comic, uh, basically, you are meeting your friend that you haven't seen for a very long time named Carissa. And as you are speaking to her about your mental health journey, she uh, explains to you more about it in depth by going through like these very fantastical worlds like sci-fi uh what else sci-fi fantasy yeah and superheroes so that you can kind of understand it from a very uh, exaggerated way sometimes fiction is makes it really uh, more realistic so that's why we decided to like really go with that uh fantasy world. Yeah, and I really had a lot of fun doing the comic even though I was I myself was struggling with the mental health problems at that point. So during that period, I just graduated and I was coming into the workforce and when you are in that situation you kind of cannot help but compare yourself to other people and like it's as if one part of your life has ended and now another one has started so in this transitional period I learned a lot from making the comic as well as just being uh, living as a person who's going through the transitional period so yeah uh, (laughs) uh, yeah that's all I have for now
1: well, we all are a superhero. How you think? Oh, everybody is great. a superhero.
3: We are all strong in our own ways. No one is better or worse than the other. I think everybody is uh, has their own... Uh, sometimes, sometimes what people see as weakness is actually our strength. One thing that I learned is being vulnerable takes a lot of strength. Being able to cry in front of people and being able to put your emotions or mental health issues in words that can explain it to other people who are not you, it is so difficult and some people really don't want to do that. So, yeah.
1: Thank you, thank you guys. And, and we still want to know, we still want to know from you, there is a question arise here from both of you. Why are comics helpful to talk about big topics or difficult issues like mental health?
3: Personally for me, when i see visual illustrations that are related to each other so like in comics there's a storyline it tells me a lot more of the topic that they are talking about if i were to just see other than if i were to just see it as in words sorry i'll redo that again so for me personally when i see drawings and illustrations uh, accompanied by words it tells me more of a, a story that is bigger than what i can understand if i were to just read words because then the artist has put in their own interpretation of what the words can be and it really helps me visualize sometimes so that's comics for me yeah Wayne how about you
4: it's what Jana said where it's it the comic allows you in a way that other mediums like prose or like film or even photography it allows you in a very different way to connect to not just the message but I think the characters um, that you see in the comics, um, yeah, I, I I think that's it. I think comics are, I I'm surprised that I I say this. I'm surprised that not more that more people haven't used comics to to get across these messages. But that's not entirely true. I think that there are a lot of comics out there that um, try to talk about difficult topics, um, and I think what I what I would hope is that more people use comics to talk about these difficult topics because. It's a very unique medium in that way, where it just allows people to connect on a level that I think is deeper than than a lot of other mediums. No offence to, to anybody who writes prose or movies or anything like that. I write prose as well. So I, I'm not trying to throw a shit at other mediums, but yeah.
1: Dear listeners, we are listening to Mr. Wainry and Nurjana, Janna, Domestifying Mental Health, Episode 1. We have still more to come. Janna we all know that you are a visual communication graduate. So um, how can we relate visual communication to create awareness or find solution to mental health issues?
3: Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't understand what visual communications comprises, it is basically making anything that is engaging to your eyes, so like posters, uh, sometimes even motion graphics, it could be comics, so anything that is related to you uh, seeing an artwork. Um, So, when it comes to mental health issues, uh, sometimes it's very difficult to describe in words. And there's not one solution to mental health because everyone is a very unique individual with their own unique challenges. However, when you start to make art that is special to you, you'll you'll come to realise that a lot of people actually relate to you. And what you are experiencing other people are also experiencing. So with that, uh, you can find comfort in knowing that you are not alone in struggling with your problems and there are actually other people out there who share the same problems as you. And some of them have overcome their struggle and that's something you can take comfort in that you also will be able to overcome your struggle just like they have. Yeah.
1: So, Jana, as a designer, do you think mental health issues can be resolved with various kinds of designs? And if you think so, then how can we do it?
3: So as a designer, I find that while I do a lot of things related to visual things, I also am an artist who's very, uh, who appreciates every single type of art out there, even though like, it might not interest me now, but I can appreciate it for what it is. And for mental health, I think it's really more for the person who is making the artwork rather than the outside people who are going to see, they might the audience might appreciate it, but it's really important for the person who's making this type of art to feel the catharsis of, like, finally, this problem is out of my body and I can move on with my day or I've already felt all these emotions. Like, Julie has a very uh, unique uh, situation where she's far away from her family, her son, you know, and it's a story for her, but once she writes finished already, she feels... Oh, I'm good, I can move on. And got a lot of people who want to listen to her as well, who also feel the same way. So I think that's very important uh, to feel that, like, catharsis after you make whatever art you make. And that's how one way we can exercise positive mental health, uh, uh, positive mental health, so that we don't bottle things up and then one day we just explode for no reason. Yeah.
1: Dear listeners, you're listening to Demystifying Mental Health, Episode 1. We are going back to Ms. Julie. Julie, we want to listen one of your poems.
2: Sure, thank you so much. And this poem uh, titled Break Free, which, wa- which one of the winner during the mental health competition last 2021, organized by Red Cross and supported by migrant writers of Singapore. Break Free. I felt slowly eaten by a beast. A monstrous, invisible being resides inside my body. That every time I tried to fight back, she erected the highest wall of disobedience. Manipulations take over. It overwhelms me. I can function normally. Heard some noises can figure it out where they're coming from. I'm shaking. It's poisoning me, making me feel tired, weak, and restless. I want to break free, unchain me. Fate brought me to reality. My illusions, the mirror of my dark isolations, slowly broke. At first, it was difficult. It took me some time to get used to it. I find myself busy and be protective. I knelt down and pray as enemies started to attack me. It became a habit to divert things when things get out of control. So far, I can barely manage myself not to get so attached. I learned to love myself more with or without prejudices and detach my emotions to those who made me feel unwanted and unloved. Life is unplanned adventure, full of things that is beyond control and imagination. Thank you.
1: Wow, life is a unplanned adventure. Great. Wayne and Jana, do you guys have anything to say about this poem?
4: The beautiful thing I think about poetry is that, when it comes to the poem itself, it's not just the words. I think it's the delivery. I always, I always, every time I read a poetry collection, I think to myself, I wish I could have watched this person perform the poem live. Um, hearing Julie, hearing Julie read the poem, it's not even the words that kind of grip me. It's it's you can hear what she's going through in the way she delivers it. And, yeah, I mean... I, it, it, I'm I just sitting here kind of, like, taking in the poem, like, letting it wash over me a little bit, just because, like I said, you can, you can hear... years of, of... struggles, but also kind of... Like, in between the struggles, you can hear the happiness in there as well. So... I I think if, if I wanted to say anything about the poem, it's Julie, thank you for reading it.
2: Welcome. I can definitely
3: feel Julie's expression of very complex feelings, which is a very healthy thing to do, instead of like, I feel sad and stop. She talks about like the ups and downs, the happiness and the sadness at the same time, which is very uh it's a complex emotion that a lot of people are very scared to admit that they are feeling. And yeah, I feel that like it's a very good thing also that she she is brave enough to say it to an audience of people who are strangers to like really help uh, to really like look deep into her soul. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a very brave thing to do.
1: I'd like to ask Julie regarding this poem, this beautiful poem, can you tell us what is the inspiration behind this or or if there is any story behind this poem
2: oh yeah um this poem written was uh, 2020 so possibly and it was a story of my heartbreak last 2018 so i just want to to tell to everybody that it's okay that we are going through this kind of situation right and we I am ju- the purpose of this poem is to tell people that these two shall pass. So, yeah. Thank you so
1: much. Thank you so much, dear ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls all around the globe. You are listening, Miss Judy. And let's come back to our comics world apart. Nujana and Wayne, can we, have, can we have some part of it? Can we have some part of it to listen for our
4: listeners? We'll just do the one page. I think that's enough. So what we'll do here is Jana will read the dialogue, but to preface the dialogue, I will describe what's happening in each panel. Okay, so I'll I'll start by describing first, okay?
3: describe and then I'll do dialogue, and then you describe, and then I'll do dialogue, right?
4: Yeah. So on this page, we have um, four panels on this page. Uh, In every panel, we have our main character, Carissa, and she's talking... Uh, She's speaking to the audience. Um, So in that first panel, Carissa's head is like tilted a bit to the right. Um, She's got not exactly a defensive, but like a a little bit of a... she, She visually looks like she's sighing. She's like, oh no, I have to do this again. So what she's saying is...
3: Why do I have to describe myself though? Why can't I just be normal?
4: That's the first panel. In the second panel, um, Carissa's got her hand up and she's like, she's turned away slightly, her eyes are closed, and you can see, like, um, this is something that, clearly, it's, it's a kind of conversation that she's had before. And it's, it's, it's kind of affecting her emotionally. Her eyes are closed, her, her eyebrows are furrowed a little bit, she's turned away. You can see she's upset, but not necessarily upset at the reader.
3: It's just that labels, no matter how much of a compliment they're supposed to be, they make me feel different.
4: That different, by the way, comes in panel three. So the wonderful thing about comics is, sorry, I know I'm supposed to be describing what's happening around here, but I also want to talk about the wonderful way in which comics can tell stories. So that's the second panel, and it ends with make me feel, and then there's a pause, and then... Depending on how you read the comic, you can make that pause really stretch out. So we put the word different in the third panel. And in the third panel, you can see she's gone from sad to angry. Like, she's gone through this whole journey where, you know, she, she's, you can clearly see she's fed up. But even in the anger, you can still kind of see hints of sadness um her her eyebrows are scrunched down and she's very angry and like her her you can see like she's clenching her jaws almost like clenched so she's she's you can tell that she's very upset um in panel 4 her eyes are open again and and you know where in the previous panel her head was tilted down a little bit now her head's tilted slightly back up she wants to continue the conversation she's it's been tough for her but she knows that she has to continue this conversation, it, and it's not just about um, advocating mental health, but it's it's for herself. She needs to continue the conversation.
3: But my condition doesn't make me different.
4: Yeah, and that's um, we 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 wanted to do just the one page because there's a lot of description clearly, um, and there's there's the dialogue in it as well, and it's a it's a whole thing. I it, for anybody who's listening, it sounds very bit by bit, piece by piece, like, oh, the writer will describe this and then the artist will draw that and everything. But um, it was a lot more organic than what it sounds like when we're reading it on a podcast.
1: That was a great excerpt and that was a great explanation as well. Ladies and gentlemen, dear listeners, we listened to two subsequent things. First is Break Free, then World Apart. Hope you guys liked it. So... My last but not the least questions for you three. If you guys have anything to add on for our listeners.
4: If there's anything I, I hope you take away from this is it's it's going to sound like such a cliche, but cliches are that way because they're true. You're not alone. Um, if you can, if, if you have the means and if you feel comfortable doing so, um, if you're going through struggles, whatever it is, you're not alone. Find people who can help you. Janna, you want to add on something?
3: Sure. For me, there was something I was thinking about recently that made a lot of sense to me in terms of mental health and how and where we are in our own lives. A lot of people seem to think that mental health issues is separate from our work, our school, our financial situation but actually they are all related and we should treat it as such. So instead of saying that uh, it's just another thing, I feel sad for I don't know what reason, I just forget about it. Actually it is related to whatever situation you are in currently. Like you are, you might be feeling upset because of uh, bad working conditions or not enough financial support. So when you, when you realise what is actually the cause of the problem that you have, you can start to make healthier choices or make changes slowly to how you live your life. It's something that we work towards alongside our life, not work, work on it one time and then you're suddenly happy forever. Yeah.
1: That is very, very much important. And Julie, you want to add on something?
2: Okay, thank you. And add add on to that. Um, um everyone is going through some things. I believe in that. And we are always uh, add on to that, right? Um, I want also to ask our the viewers that you need to find things that makes you happy, and also. Engage yourself to activities that will boost your self-confidence, your self-esteem. And aside from um, telling your, your uh, stories to other people also, it's you who will make the change. It's not the other people. It's you will, who do the choice. If you want to help yourself, you can do it.
1: That is a very nice point, dear listeners. It's you who can make the change and it's you. Who can make the choice? Thank you very much, Win. Thank you very much, Janna and Julie. Dear listeners, this was Demystifying Mental Health, episode one you are listening from. We will come back with another episode with different kinds of stories again. Until then, take care. Have a nice health.
0: That brings us to the end of this episode. This has been Bridging Worlds Through Words, a podcast series presented by Migrant Writers of Singapore and supported by Singlet Station and the Majority Trust. Thank you, Jay Ong, for our sound design, Julian Bigne, Wayne Rhee, Nurjana Suhaimi for featuring on this episode, Mazarul Abedin for hosting, and thank you for listening. To learn more about Migrant Writers of Singapore, please visit migrantwriters.sg/podcast. While you're there, we'd greatly appreciate if you can fill in a short survey. It goes a long way towards helping us create more initiatives like this.